Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We got Bill Bender. Hello, Bill. Hey, Ken. How you doing, man? Bill, what were you doing? Were you using the can we couldn't call you 30 seconds earlier? What the hell? <laughs> no, you could have called me whenever. No, I'm just Damn it, I'm just Hickey. <laughs> Bill, out damn. a fantasy matchup. Oh god, I had such a good intro for you. I it was Brett it was it was almost Brett Musburger you are looking live. <laughs> That's how good it was. Bill Bender joining us Sporting News at Bill Bender 92. Now it's ruined. And then I'm asking you about using the can. It's so unprofessional. <laughs> no, I did get back from Cleveland, though, obviously. I covered that game today. I know, uh, you know, obviously another big performance by Baker Mayfield. I, As I wrote for us at Sporting News, I think it really is the start of big things. It, it does, in so many ways, has all season reminded me of Brett Favre's first year in Green Bay, where it, it flipped the franchise. They didn't make the, the playoffs when Brett Favre stepped in that first season, but you kind of sensed what was to come. And I, and I feel the same way with Cleveland. Well, I'm going to get to the NFL here in a second. I got you for a little bit of time. So let's not, let's not kill the lead here. Okay. I got to bring up what, listen to me to asking you that or saying that to you. All right. Notre Dame taking on Clemson 4 PM. They're at Jerry world. The spread is still double digits. I believe, I believe in, in a lot of books, it's still double digits. I think Notre Dame can cover. I think this is a close game. Not that you necessarily care about the gambling, but Notre Dame has, well, it's Notre Dame. They only play 12 games. I I still swear up and down, Bill. I want to see the real hardcore, tough-ass competition that Clemson has played this year. I don't think that they have. I think that this is a better Notre Dame team, at least against Clemson, than what people want to give them credit for. God, I hope I'm right, and they don't make me look like an idiot. What say you? No, I think they'll cover, too. I think the number looks high. Uh, it's a different team than you saw Alabama just mop the floor with five years ago in the Orange Bowl. I think it's a different team than you saw Clemson beat uh, on the last play a couple years ago down in Death Valley. I mean, Notre Dame's upgraded the talent. The thing I, that sticks with me looking at the splits is if Notre Dame keeps this thing close at halftime, and let's just assume it is, maybe it's a one-score game, and then the deeper it gets into that game, you've got freshman quarterback on one side that's been largely untested, like you said. Nine and zero is a starter, but Alex, Clemson really hasn't been pushed in the fourth quarter much against Ian Book. And if you look at his second half numbers, his fourth quarter numbers, the ratings off the charts. He's been tested in, in four quarter games, and you know that was really the move of the season. Brian Brian Kelly going to him it changed the entire complexion of Notre Dame season. I think it's going to be close, but I still like Clemson in that football game. Yeah, I do too, and I like all the reasoning you gave for it. Let's move on. Alabama, Oklahoma. Alabama goes in as a favorite over everybody. Can Oklahoma hang with their stuff with Kyler Murray? And now there is a, a little bit of a grease palm there with Tua Tagovailoa, who are some people thought that he had. I don't, but some people thought that he had that Heisman stolen from him. Well, I you know that was a tough call. Uh, you know they, they were both deserving, and I think that adds to the hype of the game, obviously. If I'm right, and I hope I am, 
the first half of that game is going to be off the chain. I think both teams are going to score a bunch of points in the first half. It's going to be like when, when the dust settles. It'll be kind of like the Rose Bowl last year with Oklahoma and Georgia where it was just points all over the place. Um, but I think in the second half, that Alabama running game away on Oklahoma. Because, yeah, Kyler Murray can make some plays against a very good Alabama defense. I, I can't think of a excuse for how Oklahoma's going to stop Alabama's offense other than maybe Tua gets dinged up again because I, I don't think he's going to be 100% for that game. No, I don't think so either. And, and do you think, well, when you're looking at Alabama, do you think Jalen Hurts comes in a little bit sooner like you're kind of alluding to there? Well, we'll see. And I think if they can mix him in, great. If not, if is healthy and they keep him upright, he should be fine. I mean, you're throwing to an insanely talented group of receivers with Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's one of the fastest human beings on a football field I've ever seen. And I was mm. dropping a, I dropped a reference to the, a buddy this week, and I was talking about Roscoe Parrish. I don't know if you remember him, the Miami. Do guy. I remember Roscoe Parrish? <laughs> Dustin Fox stripped Roscoe Parrish of a complete first down in that national championship game. The, you bet your ass, I remember <laughs> Roscoe Parrish. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I bet Dustin will tell you he was one of the fastest guys he's ever seen on a football field, too. And that's who Waddle reminds me of. When he's in space, um, he's so fast. And uh, that's the thing. And I think I just can't come up with enough excuses for why Oklahoma will get enough stops to win that game. But, again, I, I think the first half of that game is going to live up to the billing. I got in a huge fight with my co-host off-air. We didn't get to do it on-air. Uh, about Justin Fields. Uh, out of Georgia, where he's trying to transfer. He might go to Oklahoma. He might go to Ohio State. And he's gotten a lawyer involved because we know what happened with the, uh, I think it was a baseball player with Georgia, who said some very ugly things to him. And it could give enough of a hardship. It seems that Georgia just wants it to all go away. They don't want any of the bad publicity. They might just let him go. I don't think that a football player, especially with fewer and fewer years to play, I don't think that a football player should have to sit out a year to transfer. At least maybe not sit out a year to transfer out of conference. I think it's a silly rule. I think that we have coaches who can go anywhere they want. They make big-time money. I think that we can usually leave jobs anytime we want, even with contracts to break those contracts. Uh, I want to hear a good reasoning out of you, and it probably would trump me, and I didn't even think about it, but still of a good, re- a good reason why to keep that one-year rule in with the NCAA? Uh, you know, I'm not opposed to what you say because more and more guys are doing it anyway. I think it's so visible at the quarterback position that, um, you know, the one thing that would keep me away from it, at least yeah, you can still do it, but there has to be heavy penalties if there's found to be tampering. I, I just don't like the idea of a, a team going 6-4 and four and then, you know, Nick Saban's magically on the corner. And I'm not, you know, I'm not insinuating that Alabama cheats. I'm just using him as an example. Of, no, I'm going to say uh, that you're cheating. Reckless yeah, speculation. We are, we, you and I have come to the conclusion that Alabama is cheating. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm joking. But uh, no, you know what I'm getting at, though, that, that there would be tampering and some of this going on where, you know, a coach contacts a player that's not getting playing time. I think Justin Fields is an exceptional case because, He's a really good player, and obviously Ohio State fans are interested because here we go again where going into the spring, new coach, um, I think Dwayne Haskins will end up going pro. I think he's going to play well in the Rose Bowl and end up going pro. I have nothing to like say this is what he's doing, but that's kind of what's out yeah. there. Um, 
I have no idea who's going to be taking the snaps for them in the opener in 2019. Well, if it's Justin, I kind of want, I kind of want Dwayne Haskins to sit out so I can see Tate Martell, just so I can make an argument against that. Even though if Justin Field comes in, he would be the number one in that situation. He might still do it at Oklahoma too. I think the world's his oyster. I I just feel that if we're going to let everything be the same, and I'm not one of the guys who are yelling about paying the players. I know there's a downfall to that because you have to start ripping out programs in some of these places to do so. But I also think that if you want to transfer, maybe if it was in conference, maybe we could talk about that. But if it were, if it's out of conference, I don't think there should be a restriction. You don't have much time. A, guy, a coach can leave. It can it, uh, Someone can pay his buyout. He can leave anytime. I just don't think it's necessarily right. Bill Bender joining us on the show. So you were in Cleveland for Cleveland and Cincinnati. Yeah, how fun! I you know uh, I had it's been a while since I'd been to a Cincinnati Cleveland game. The last one I went to was a Thursday night special with Johnny Manziel down in Cincinnati. And oh, wonderful! Yeah, this was much different. I I just again, and I can't emphasize this enough. It's it's what Baker Mayfield's done for this franchise. they're going to be that it team in the off season. So you, I think you you know this and probably have talked about this, but you know they'll they'll have to play with expectations next year because the expectation will be playoffs. If you look at the division around them, the Steelers, man, they, they've had drama all year. The Ravens looked like they were going to be in transition, but it looks like the transition is actually going to be to Lamar Jackson. And the Bengals are just a flat-out mess. Um, even with Andy Dalton, they'd be a mess right now. And I don't know, you know, the the instinct is you want to have a change, but I think they were a year too late. I was telling buddies last year they should have went after Frank Reich. Um, and I still think Marvin Lewis will be their coach next year. Well, I think he's only their coach because Mike Brown seems hapless. Doesn't well, I he? Don't, yeah, well, you know, Maybe I'm wrong. That, Maybe I'm taking no, too many shots. I, I think he is an old school guy and, you know, they're going to stick with what they have. And um, you saw the reports today from Schefter about Vance Joseph possibly being a defensive coordinator. They do have some nice pieces. Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Joe Mixon can play. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another thing I took away from today. That, that guy, when he gets in the open field, it's something else. But that the story today, again, was Cleveland. And I'm going to go back to that Packers analogy for you one more time because when – Brett came to Green Bay. Like, if you put Baker in the Brett role, John Dorsey's obviously got the Green Bay ties. And, you know, Miles Garrett's kind of a Reggie White type to build that defense around. He's not Reggie White. I don't think there's there's ever going to be another Reggie White. But the defense plays with so much confidence that they're going to barrel into 219 with um, a lot of confidence and, and another draft and another free agency class. 10 Cleveland's going to be a destination where guys want to play with Baker Mayfield. Oh come on now! You're, you're sending me. I can say this now. You're sending me six to midnight over here. You know, I I, I swear to God, uh, you want me to tell you something real quick because we only have a couple minutes. Sure. Uh, I was tooling around Twitter earlier tonight, and I stopped on a Kyle Shanahan press conference, and I got this horrible feeling in my stomach because they were the it team last year, going into this year. They were going to make the playoffs. They were going to make a run. Shanahan was great. Jimmy Garoppolo was the second coming. The Patriots were stupid for letting him go. He got hurt, and now this season's all been a wash. And I know they can get that feeling again next year, but you hate to waste a season, Bill. You really do. Well, and I think that's why the coaching decision's important, because I guess you can make a case for Greg Williams. Would you bring him back? You could, 
Uh, it's a tough one. I, I think they've rallied around him very well. I think Freddie Kitchens has done an outstanding job. Um, the the you know the the reward would be this team looks really tight and maybe they can carry that over. The risk is if they roll a couple seven and nines over the next couple years, um, people will wonder what happened to those two years of Baker Mayfield's development. So I see both sides of it. I mean, it's a tough choice for John Dorsey, but the way this team's played on the back half of this year, it's a little bit different than the Niners this year. And I'll say it from this standpoint that, you know, Shanahan was a new coach and all that kind of stuff. And, and Garoppolo came mid season. Um, the Browns, if they were in the playoffs, if they were that one-game difference, you know, mm-hmm. they'd be that danger team I wouldn't want to play this year in the AFC playoffs the way they're playing right now. Oh, that's a good feeling. Bill Bender joining us on the show. My co-host asked me this earlier last week. I said he was nuts, and then Denzel Ward had a concussion in that game earlier today. Would you not play or think about not playing Baker Mayfield in Week 17? No, I think you got to play him just to, to because the AFC North has these – very juicy storylines going into week 17 with the Steelers having to win and then having to root for the Browns. Imagine that they have to sit in those sports bars in Pittsburgh and root for Cleveland on on Sunday afternoon. That's something else, but I think it preserves the integrity of that race. Um, And you kind of saw that today. I mean, Green Bay could have sat Aaron Rodgers. He played, played well, and there's other teams that could sit guys and I know guys can get hurt. I get it. And I know what happened to Denzel today. That was the biggest kind of downer from the Browns today, but uh, you, you got to play the guys. I, I, they get paid to play, go out there and play. All right. I just wanted to make sure, Bill, I agree, but I wanted to make sure. I thank you very much for the time. You know we love you. <laughs> no problem. Love you guys, too. Thank you so much, uh, Ken. Merry Christmas to all of you there, and uh, let's talk again soon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.